Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. Adam, you like Legend of Zelda, right? Love it. You like the original one that we played a while back? Yeah, it was great. How would you like to play the opposite of that game? The what? Yeah. So when the original Legend of Zelda was created, we talked about this and we said that Shigeru Miyamoto didn't want numbers. He didn't want XP. He didn't want levels. He didn't want any of that. And I think he wrote it down as a list of don't do these things. And at some point, once they finished The Legend of Zelda, they came across that list and someone said, let's do these things, all of them. And they created Zelda II, The Adventure of Link. And that game came out, was published in December of 88. It was made by Nintendo. Uh, It's currently available on whatever Nintendo Virtual Console is out there. I think you can also find it at whatever CIA black site they're torturing people for information from. (laughs) They make them play it. This game is brutal. It's a neat little personal anecdote. I had no idea this game existed. In 1988 and 89, Nintendo Power, that awesome magazine, wasn't available in Canada. And and I didn't get any other video game magazines. But ABC had this this documentary, Nuts for Nintendo. Yeah, 2020, (laughs) 2020, which is like an ABC, one of these news magazines, like 60 Minutes. So they did this thing called Nuts for Nintendo, where they talked about the craze of Nintendo. And John Stossel, you know, it was a good one. He actually interviewed the kids, boys and girls, and talked about why they liked it. And and I watched it, and they showed the the title screen for Zelda 2, and I had no idea it existed. And I remember racing up the stairs and banging on my parents' bedroom door. Mom, Mom, we got to go get this. We got to go get this. So the next morning, when Consumers Distributing opened up at 10 o'clock, I was in the door and we bought it. And at the time, being a dumbass 14-year-old, I thought this game was awesome. And I was wrong (laughs) this game is garbage what they did is if you ever played the original dragon warriors or dragon warriors 2 for the nes no i didn't that was the other super popular jrpg this is really even before there were the final fantasy games wait was that the one where it was first person yeah and you were attacked by um blobs of, of jelly i did play that then yes okay so This game is very much like that. And I think what it was is Dragon Warrior did super well. And the guys at Nintendo said, well, let's try that. And so they took all the stuff that Shigeru Miyamoto desperately did not want in a Zelda game. And they put it in there. And it just, oh God, it doesn't work. It's got an overworld that looks like shit. And it's a side scroller. But Link never looks like he has a shield. It looks like he's holding a Japanese fan folded in. Um, It's ugly and blech. And I played this game to death. It's also punishing. Like if you if yeah. you lose all three lives, because you have three lives, you die, even if you're in a palace, which is like their dungeons, you go back to the beginning of the game, which is the, which is the palace where Zelda is lying asleep and you've got to find six whatevers to wake her up and, and, and whatever. So it punishes you for dying in a, in a way that the original Zelda didn't. Like if you remember, if you died in a Zelda dungeon, you wound up at the beginning of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you... Stop playing the game in which case you'd start at the the home screen but here 
even if you keep playing, you spend a lot of time walking through the environment trying to get back to where you were, which means a lot of random encounters. And this game, they kind of need to remake it. I would love to see this game remade in like the Breath of the Wild engine um, <laughs> with the modern sensibilities. But, and you're probably wondering why the hell would I recommend this game? Is this whole podcast is about games we love hey man you should play this game mm -hmm. but when you mentioned that you know we, when we talked about the original nes uh zelda and ocarina of time they were like seminal moments of gaming for the two of us they're what made us gamers and then you said well majora's mask is kind of like the the black sheep of the family and i thought well if we're talking about black sheep of the zelda family let's talk about the bile vomiting zombie of the zelda family and that would be <laughs> this so had you ever played this before I had not. Uh, I mean, as as everybody who has ever picked up a Nintendo console has, I had heard about it, and mm -hmm. I had had it explicitly explained to me <laughs> that this is a hot, burning dumpster fire of a game. Yep. Um, to which I feel I feel like people are really, really hard on it, justifiably so for a lot of things. <clears throat> it's also got its own unique characteristics that would mm -hmm. wind up being carried on through forward throughout the rest of the, the Zelda series. It's a part of the history. We can't erase it. We just kind of have to look at it and embrace it for what it is. Yeah, and move on while, while not making yeah. eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's different. It feels very much like trying to play Jekyll and Hyde on the NES or playing Castlevania, but not as uh, right. good combat. <laughs> Yeah. Like you, you go and the first thing I did was I, I woke up, I saw Zelda lying on a slab and figured, all right, I should probably go find her some coffee and uh, wandered eastward to a town where they told me to go westward to a palace. And I couldn't find the palace that I needed to go to that was supposed to have a candle in it. So I went and wandered into a cave and turns out that if you're in a cave, you can't see anything, which makes sense. Yeah. Makes perfect logical sense. Yeah. So I needed to go find the candle. Uh, so then I wandered back to the only other palace that I'd seen, which was Zelda's palace. And I tried to jump up and uh, wake her up and ask her where the candle was that I could take nope. because she still needs four of them around her. But uh, apparently that's the only way that she can stay asleep. So I left there and I kept wandering around until I eventually lost all my lives to random encounters because I couldn't figure out when my shield was working and when my shield was not working. Yeah. Because sometimes it deflected things, and other times it didn't, and it felt either random or like it was just based on the attack angle of the enemy. I think it's the power of the enemy, and I, I seem to recall there's an, there's an upgrade in there. I mean, part of the problem is that you and I made the probably the same mistake, which is we didn't read the manual. Uh, yeah. It was expected in the 80s and 90s, you read the damn manual, but these days, who does that? Because we expect yeah. games to teach us on the fly, and by the way, this one doesn't. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I wound up just going and finding a map and that's where I remembered, oh, that's where the, the first palace was. And I wandered around lost and I finished the first palace. Well, I got right to the end and I think I was like two swipes away from killing the boss and he killed me and I wound up back at the Zelda palace. I went, fuck this. And that was it. I was done. <laughs> um, you know, I just, my recollection of this game as a kid is I, you know, you sort of, you push through it. And you get used to starting over and starting over and starting over. And when you play the final palace, where your final, you, you beat Ganon and then you have to fight Shadow You, Shadow Link. Mercifully, if you lose all your lives, you start at the beginning of that palace, the, the okay. end dungeon. Because, other, because it takes 15 minutes to get from the start of the game 
to where Ganon is, and it's brutal. So anytime you want to start this game, you got to start with 15 minutes of misery just getting there. And either makes you very good or very frustrated or just by sheer number of attempts, you're going to make it. I completed this game, I guess I was in grade nine, and I never, ever went back. <laughs> and had you not said, hey, we're doing Majora's Mask, I would never have gone back to this game. This game, you know, it sold because it had the words Legend of Zelda on them. And it sold because it was a Nintendo game that came out at the height of popularity for this system. Right. But I'm not a... If you're a Zelda fan and you got five bucks to spare, buy it on Virtual Console and, yep. you know, experience it for all of its dubious glory and then remove it from your console and never speak of it again and move on to something else, anything else. Well, do you know what? It's, it's funny. And I brought this up last time. There are randomizers for a lot of Zelda games mm -hmm. where they shuffle things around mm -hmm. and... There's like there's always going to be a chest in the same place, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the same thing will always be in that chest mm -hmm. every time. There are randomizers for the Legend of Zelda 2, the Adventure of Link. Oh goody! And there are people who <laughs> race those randomizers against yeah. each other on competitive leaderboards hosted by Zeldaspeedruns.com. Yeah, there's a lot of mental illness in the world, Adam, but I don't think we should <laughs> encourage it on this podcast. There are people who who do enjoy this game. I don't know if there are people who like passionately love this game, but there are people who enjoy it at least. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's a great internet connection to whatever asylum they all live in. <laughs> but like this game is one of those games you complete out of a sense of irony. Look at me. I completed this game. This game is <laughs> awful. It looks bad. It plays bad. You go into the village and there's like four different people. There's the old cloaked creepy dude. Yep. Uh, there's the senorita, as I call her. Um, there's the fat dude who looks like a mutual acquaintance of ours, Riley, um, with the beard. <laughs> oh my Tell God, me I'm wrong. Riley. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me he doesn't look like Riley. And I think there's a kid in there somewhere. But those are the only four characters. So how do you know you're speaking to the right senorita? Well, she's got a blue dress or a red dress or like, uh, Yeah. It's just... You have to talk to everyone. And they yeah. run away so quickly. <laughs> oh, God. And if you stay on the road, you're probably okay, but then eventually that's not even true. And you have to learn the patterns of these random encounters, and it's so frustrating. And, you know, eventually you'll earn the ability to do, like, the Scrooge McDuck downward thrust bouncy move, um, <laughs> just like out of the DuckTales NES, yeah. which is a far better game. And, you know, you learn the standard jump and swing, so you sort of smack on top of the head, and eventually you get a thrust up, and... You know, you, you have to earn your your abilities. And it's here's the thing. There is nothing in this game that isn't interesting in theory. Right. But the execution of everything is a disaster. And that's why when they made A Link to the Past, which I still haven't played, they said, screw it, we're going back to the original. Yeah, which is and the then, correct decision. Yes, absolutely. And then when they finally went back into a not top-down space, they went all in on uh, Ocarina of Time. Right. Once they so, went back to the 3D models. Yeah, and I mean, after that, they all look great. And of course, Breath of the Wild looks stunning. I know there's going to be a Breath of the Wild 2. And, well, there kind of is a Breath of the Wild 2. It's the, what do you call it, the Hyrule Warriors. No, there is going to be Breath of the Wild 2. Yes, I know. But the, but Hyrule Warriors is is a prequel to Breath of the Wild, story-wise. Yes. But so, I mean, it's, it's very much a different game, though. Oh, totally. It's a different style, but it's the same, or it's different play style, but the same look to it, and it's the same story. But yes, yeah. there will be a Breath of the Wild, too. But I got to tell you, if they made 
The Legend of Zelda for the NES and Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. If he took those two games and made them in the Breath of the Wild engine, well, that stupid uh, mechanic, uh, degradation mechanic, I'd buy it in a second. Of course, I don't have a Switch, I have a Wii U, but I would do it in a second. Yeah. The problem with Zelda 2 isn't the story and it isn't the ideas, it's the execution. It's bad. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a game you, you play once and you go, okay, now I have played all the Zeldas for whatever many minutes. Now I must flee. <laughs> so, but yeah. So I'm going to say play this game for five minutes and, and, and then run away fast. That's yeah. my recommendation. Yeah, I'm going to have to going to have to agree with you on that one there this is i mean if you were if you've played every other zelda game and you have not played this one yeah put your time in you know earn your stripes on it but the extent to which you play it i think is entirely up to you um i have no desire to see what all the palaces look like in this game. I really don't. Um, they all look play- the same. That's another problem. They all look <laughs> the same. Everything looks the same in this goddamn game. <laughs> you know, but I feel bad for that because if you, I mean, that's a true with the original Zelda too, but uh, it's the nature of the NES, but Jesus Christ, you know? Well, I mean, at least in, in the NES, or uh, in, in the first Zelda game, all the dungeons were also different colors. So, yeah. Yeah, and this is sort of the same thing. I just, for whatever reason, I just think okay. they did a much worse job. Frankly, yeah, I but. mean, it's it's just different. It's it's a side scroller slash top down yeah. uh, explorer. It just it just didn't work. Are and you, you ever know, going back to this game? Ever? There might be a world where someday I have like some incentive to to play this game like maybe i'll do a, a 24-hour charity stream and if we raise five thousand dollars i'll commit to a full playthrough of this game or something stupid like that but <laughs> not not in the foreseeable future no yeah i'm never playing this game again so <laughs> um i've had my fun so yeah there it is there it is All right, Farron, do you want to play a game that is a deep discussion of hopelessness, despair, death, time travel, and a critical evaluation of what one's self-worth means? Didn't we already do Titan Souls? Nope, that one was pain. This one's Majora's (laughs) Mask. Oh, excellent. (laughs) Yeah, so Majora's Mask released on the N64 on October 26, 2000 in North America. And I'm just going to give the North American numbers here. It yeah. releases several month or months earlier in uh, Japan yeah. and a couple of months later in uh, the PAL territories. Yeah. It was then released on the GameCube on uh, November 17, 2003 in North America. It was published and developed by Nintendo, obviously, and it was produced by the great mastermind himself, Shigeru Miyamoto. You can currently I didn't know find... he made this one. I thought yep. this was... You... Oh, okay. No, he was the producer for this guy. This one is available on the N64, the GameCube, the Wii, the Wii U, and the 3DS. Yeah. Where, 3DS. It, where it's a proper remake. 
Yes, I actually I realized I don't have the dates for the 3DS remake, but it is a full ground up remake in the same vein that uh, Ocarina of Time 3D got. So, Majora's Mask was the second Zelda game that I owned. Obviously, we got Ocarina of Time first, and then we got Majora's Mask. And my dad at the time, he, he thought that you know guidebooks were really awesome because sometimes you just get stuck and and so you'd have them and mm -hmm. we had the official prima strategy guide for this game now we bought this game when i was living in british columbia still and very very shortly thereafter we moved from british columbia to alberta when we moved the nintendo 64 got packed up and i didn't see that thing for months oh. i did not get to play more than a couple hours of this video game before it was packed away for ages and all i did was i sat and i read through the prima official strategy guide for the stupid game for ages until my parents finally acquiesced and like all right well you know we'll go in we'll get it get the box and we'll dig it out and we'll find you a tv that we can get you set up with because yeah. we were living with my aunt and my grandma uh, at the time finally finally i was able to play this game and i i didn't love it at first when i played it it was different it wasn't the same as ocarina of time which was at to the moment my favorite game uh, but i played it with my dad a lot and we together never actually finished this game and then it would wind up getting packed away for a couple of years and, and set aside fast forward to like 2000 and i don't know 2005 2006 and I picked this game up again and I played through the entirety of it and I fell in love with the storytelling. This is, to my mind, the darkest, most adult-themed Zelda game that there is. There is not another Zelda game that discusses the trauma and horror that Majora's Mask does. When you begin this game, Link is on a quest to go find Navi. She leaves him at the end of Ocarina of Time. He travels uh, through to this land called Termina, which in and of itself, there's so many fan theories about, you know, Link having died on his travels, and this is him going through a comatose state just before he finally passes away. Termina sounds like terminal. Everybody here in this world looks like people he knew back in Hyrule. It's, it's a whole thing. We're going to skip yeah. that for now. But you get you encounter a skull kid who has got this creepy mask on he scares you off the back of opponent you get knocked out he steals the ocarina of time and he takes off with it you chase him down you fall down this giant tree through this ethereal dreamlike state where you wind up getting transformed into a deku scrub which we've seen before in ocarina of time the little bush people that shoot up at the ground and shoot uh, deku nuts at you yeah. he takes off with your horse for all you know is dead uh, and your ocarina you're left with a new fairy companion and the first thing that you encounter after that is this hollowed out tree and that hollowed out tree your fairy companion tells you wow they look an awful lot like you do right now you'll find out later on that that little hollowed out tree is the son of a fairly important character later on who was killed by skull kid and you overtook his body it is dark as all hell. 
you get transformation masks in this game. The first one is the Deku mask. The second one is the Goron mask of this Goron hero who goes off to try and fight what's going wrong in his world and is blown off the top of a mountain where uh, he winds up getting carried back um, and entombed and you wake up his ghost and you wind up receiving his, effectively his body to use on your own and you go out and you fulfill his last wishes you do what he wasn't able to do the same thing with the Zora mask you meet Macau. he's just on the brink of death he's floating out in the ocean you drag him to shore and he tells you about how his girlfriend slash wife her eggs are dying and they were stolen by pirates and you need to go and take care of them and so you put him to rest you take over his body and you fulfill his last wishes you do what he wasn't able to do and then through the the abilities of all four of these people link the deku scrub Mikau, and darmani you wind up stopping a giant fucking moon from falling on the world. Yeah. Like, this is... Well, that's the Groundhog's Day mechanic, right? Yeah. So, like, and that's not even... That's just talking about the story. The, this whole game works on a three-day cycle. You show up, three days, the moon's going to crash into Clock Town, everybody's going to die. You, as Deku Scrub Link, you live through the first three days inside of the town, then you fight with Skull Kid, you get your ocarina back, you remember the song of time, you rewind time... The the mask salesman who sent you on this whole quest teaches you a way to turn back into a human and then you're off and running and you're told you need to find four giants to bring them here to prop up the moon. And like I could I could go on and on and on about this game. The themes and the messaging and the storytelling, the fact that you have to help people every single day, but when you leave, nobody's gonna remember you because time resets every yeah. time you fix their problems. You hang on to the mask that signifies that you changed their world, mm -hmm. but they've got no idea who you are. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I'm going to shut up for a minute. Why don't you tell me about your experience with the game? So I, I had already bounced off Ocarina of Time back in the day. Uh, we already know the story of that. <laughs> and I saw Majora's Mask, and it seemed very cool. But by that point, my my N64 had gathered quite the layer of dust. I'd already moved on, and the reality was. I was nearing the end of, you know, an arduous five-year journey to get my degree and in the military at the same time. And so, you know, I was a busy boy, but it always seemed like a cool idea, and I never really got around to playing it. And so I fired up an emulator, and I had a little bit of trouble with it. I wound up having to use my keyboard. And so eventually what I decided to do, because I knew this was all about the story, is I went on to YouTube, and I only played the first 10 minutes of this game. I watched the first hour. Mm -hmm. I watched a playthrough of someone who knew what they were doing so they didn't stop like you don't watch a lot of fucking around you just watch them play through the story and i was fascinated by it i'd known about the mechanic the groundhog's day mechanic and i found it really fascinating and at first it seemed at first it seemed silly to me it sounded like super mario brothers 3 where you had different suits right oh he's in a raccoon suit and oh he's in a cat suit and oh isn't that cute and it's like someone took that and said let's do a zelda version of that but darker but I was very impressed with the story. And, you know, I have Ocarina of Time 3D, which unfortunately I'm probably never going to finish, but I'll always <laughs> pick at it. But I can't ever see myself, honestly, picking up Majora's Mask. Not because I'm not interested in it, but because I'd almost like to read this as a novelization or watch it as a movie. Yeah. Because here's the problem. This game looks like shit. I can't get over just how bad this game looks. Now, I know the story of the development of this game. 
mm-hmm. that Ocarina came out and it was a raging success. It was considered, you know, in many ways, the greatest video game of all time. I yep. remember GameSpot calling it that, giving it a perfect 10 and saying, this is the greatest video game ever created, which in the mid, you know, the late nineties is 25 years worth of games. And so when, and, and you know, they, they looked at that and said, let's make another one quickly, quickly. You have 18 months, make a game. And so they made this. And that's an impressive feat on its own to take the assets from Ocarina and turn it around. But for some reason, it doesn't look as good mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound as good. And, and I think the problem is, is that this is an era, and I kept thinking about this as I was watching the hour of the playthrough, that this is an era of games that N64, PS1, that just doesn't hold up. Before it, you have the SNES era, and it looks beautiful. And it's its own aesthetic. We just talked about Punch Club. It's very much of that. And then after that, you have the more realistic PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox, Xbox 360 era. And, you know, those games stand up because they just, they look good. Right. Because of fidelity. And the ones before, it's because of art style. These are the the, the redheaded stepchild this is the redheaded stepchild era of gaming. It looks like ass because everything is so low poly polygon and it looks bad. And the the the, the mask uh, salesman is creepy as all hell. And <laughs> look, there were PC games in that era that I adore that I can't go back to for the same reason. Right. Most notably, System Shock Two, which you should uh. remaking and you should totally buy that. There's a yeah. remastered version. Absolutely buy that. And I just couldn't get over the graphics, which from someone who keeps saying that graphics don't matter. That sounds like I'm being hypocritical, but it's just so ugly. I would love to see an anime version of this. Maybe it exists, I don't know, probably not. But this is the sort of game that along with Ocarina, I would love to see a Japanese studio make a make a make an anime out of. Mm-hmm. Or I'd love to read this as a novelization. Maybe it's been made into comic books, I don't know. Or I guess it would be manga, manga, sorry. I don't know, but this is a story I really, really want to experience. I yeah. just don't want to do it through this game. And you know what? That's that's fair. I mean, we've we've talked about this at length in the past mm. that the N sixty four generation is is yeah. the generation that you <laughs> really don't care for. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that. And yet, maybe... I love Ocarina and Super Mario. Don't like. No. Nope. To be fair. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, do you think that, like, if you were to look at the 3DS remake of it, that might solve that for you because the graphics are redone? No, because I still hate the gameplay. Fair enough. I, I just, I, I don't like the fighting. But I maybe, maybe if someone gave it to me for Christmas, but I feel bad because I know I'd only play it for 20 <laughs> minutes. Uh, so, so don't go buying it this game for me. But I, I guess it's just I don't like the look is what mm. it comes down to. That's fair. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'm a loser, and if someone would remake this in the Breath of the Wild engine, I'd be all over it. I don't know. But, you just want every Zelda game remade in the Breath of the Wild engine. It's a great engine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, or even one of the earlier engines, just not this. Yeah. And it's too bad, because it, there's a reason these games are held up. There's a reason they were remade for the 3DS. It's not just that they were easily remaked. It's that they stand the test of time, just not graphically. Yeah, they are you know. absolutely iconic. Mm-hmm. especially for people of my age yeah. um the and that's what it is it's your age it's your yeah. you grew up on this yeah. maybe if i were your age you young whippersnapper <laughs> i would love this game but it's the same reason i adore the original S- uh, original nes games i grew up mm-hmm. with them yeah yeah i 100 percent. i completely understand why you dislike the game but i don't 
I'm not sure. There might be some manga content around these games. I'm not 100% confident, but yeah. you'd have to you'd have to go looking for it. Yeah. I don't imagine like cuz we've never really had Nintendo content really come to the big screen. I mean, short of the Super Mario Brothers movie, but well, that was we don't awesome. talk about that. Yeah, no, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, well, there was uh, that cartoon in the 80s, the, the Legend of Zelda, but that was a, like an 80s cartoon. It was a disaster. Sorry, princess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let, let's move on on from yeah. that then. Yeah. But this this game explores so many so many different topics mm-hmm. and has so many different discussions it does this incredible job of paralleling uh your protagonist and your antagonist link and skull kid they're both on a journey for something because they feel abandoned skull kid is trying to get his friends either to come back or to get revenge on them because he felt abandoned he felt like they walked away from him because they had their own things that they needed to do. These giants are the guardians of the four quadrants around Termina. They had to go and take care of their lands. And he winds up finding Majora's mask that is carried by this mask salesman and is taken over by it. He's actually possessed. It's quite horrifying when you reach the end of this game and you see the power that this mask holds. The fact that as soon as Skull Kid falls away from it, just this sea of tentacles come falling out of the back of it. Like, when you really critically look at it is quite horrifying um you've got this uh just outstanding storyline and it's just it's just a side quest it's Mm -hmm. not at all required to complete the game but it's long and it's detailed and it's about a man who is cursed by skull kid like days before his wedding three days before his wedding and turned into a child and he is now exiled and hiding at a pond in town and he's sending letters to his wife who is unaffected she's got no idea where he is or what happened to him promising that he's going to sort his life out before uh before their wedding day this ceremonial mask for their wedding is stolen you help him deal with that and get that back and is turned back into an adult it's just absolutely heartbreaking because you help them get that mask back but you i i'm sure that you can do it on the same cycle that you complete the game and you kill the final boss. Yeah. But it's very difficult to do that. So the most Does it matter how many cycles you do? No. You just keep going and going and going and do like one quest per cycle? Absolutely. Oh, okay. And there's like, this is one of those things where it's basically an entire cycle to do this quest. Okay. Like you, you get them back together and then the moon's about to fall on them and link resets time. And it goes back to the exact way that was, you've still got the reward the mask that you got for helping them but yeah. you'll never know because then you go and you defeat skull kid things go back to normal and they have their wedding as was supposed to be see that sounds like man i want to play this game i just wish it didn't <laughs> look like shit you know it, it's just everything about this game sounds wonderful mm-hmm. and i can't help but think that i'd want to experience it in another media maybe i'm just gonna go and find like i mean i've still got the the, the youtube video and maybe i'm just gonna watch that all 11 hours of it and and enjoy it. Maybe that's just how I'm going to experience this game. You know what? It's not the worst way to experience it. Um, if you if you do have a deep burning desire to like exhaustively see this game, but you really don't want to go back and play through it, there's a content creator on YouTube called Chugga Conroy who does Let's Play videos, and he does a full play series where he does absolutely everything in this game. Well, it's- I think that's what this. I think that's what I found. Not from this particular guy, but I think that's what I found. So yeah, um, I think that's how I'm going to experience this game. Yeah. 
I, I think that it's worth it. You know what? If you if you don't think that you're going to go back and play it because you just the aesthetic doesn't agree with you. Yeah, it is still worth experiencing to see the story play out. Yeah, maybe I'll find one where they've done like dramatic voices, but good. Uh, <laughs> not not Dagger of Amon Ra voices, but like good voices. Maybe I'll find. Maybe that exists. Maybe someone because you can always find like the game, the movie where someone has done it on YouTube. Yeah. But maybe I'll find someone who's done it and has actually voiced the parts. Maybe that exists. Maybe I have to go looking for that. If you find that, let me know. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think the. the... That about wraps it up for this game. I could, like I said, I could just go on and on and gush about all the different storylines and mm -hmm. the fact that there's an alien abduction at one point in this game that you stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think what we're saying is of our in our Zelda episode here, don't play Zelda two, but do play this one. Yes, one black right. sheep bad, other black sheep good. Very much agree. There it is. <laughs> there it is.